So, how are you today? Ooh, you know, he asked me about the stars, right? How many stars yeah. is out of a five-star day? I wouldn't go minus stars, but I, I think I'm at a, like a one or a two. The, just, I know that as we're putting this out, we've we've shared with people that it's going to get better as we go because we're just learning and we're we're doing it all ourselves. We don't have anyone doing any like producing for us or editing for us, like we've been learning all of it. You've been taking the lead on things. I've taken the lead on things. We've all, we're just kind of making it work, right? But the technical part of this, I took a deep breath there, making sure that you have the Wi-Fi bandwidth in your home when you have five other adults in your home, just all of the craziness. So you know what we were working with this morning. It was, um, it was exciting. And now instead of being in my downstairs comfy office where it feels like maybe I could be a little professional podcaster, I am in my closet. I'm in my closet upstairs with <laughs> sitting with dirty laundry and a million pair of, of shoes. But we're here and we're doing it. And that's the best part, right? We're Like you said, we're being authentic. Yes, we're committed to producing the material and putting it out even if it's not perfect. So I'm trying really hard that you don't hear my breath because we have been alerted that we've had some audio issues. So uh, as we bring you this short bonus episode to clear up some questions that we've had. So we've we've shared our in content and we posted episode one in our trailer. Oh, see, that's the breath. Oh, <laughs> well, you have to we breathe. Have- we, we'll figure oh, it out. Man. We'll figure it out. It's this microphone, it could pick up like a dog walking outside that people are curious about our actual positions and the titles we hold, which we really hadn't gotten into. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today, talk about some upcoming content and share that starting July 10th, we will have weekly podcast episodes uploaded and we're committed to doing that. So they've all been, they've been scheduled through July. Yay! Regardless of perfection, because with Johnson and I at the helm, we could very easily create the content and never put it out, but we're putting it out. So be gentle with the feedback. (laughs) Process over product is what we're living right now, right? We're learning the process. We're perfecting the process. And then the product will get better and better and better and better. And our episodes are getting longer. Yes. Yes. And we're still... Yeah. So things are changing. So do you want to share your background first? Sure. Sure. And we were debating just a few minutes ago, like, do we, do we actually just have this conversation or do we put down talking points? So you know me, so let me know if I miss anything. I currently, and there's that big breath again, as I get ready to talk. Ah, Now I'm self-conscious about it. I'm gonna have to stop. I am, as you have said, Dr. Miller, currently a vice president in a a position where I oversee a department that is called Experience and Service Excellence. And I love it. It's, it's so cool. I get to work across different departments and, and all of the different things within our organization that really make our organizations so responsive to need and person-centered. And so that's that's where I'm at currently. I'm a board-certified behavior analyst. Started with that work 
prior, of course, to even coming to the position that I'm in now. But way back in my baby days, like just going through uh, school and kind of actually just graduating from high school, I was a dance teacher at a performing arts school in my hometown, and it was the best learning ground for teaching. I had students who were anywhere from three years old all the way up through adulthood. I got to teach various different styles of dance. We had acting, singing. It just was, it was so fun. And we had to do a lot of uh, like shadow work with experienced teachers. So that I think gave me the bug because there was this teacher. Oh my gosh, she taught three-year-old classes. Her name was Jackie Boer. God bless her. I was her assistant. Anytime that woman left the room and I was in charge for five seconds, utter chaos broke out. Like I had zero control over what was happening in that classroom. I mean, zero. They would go from these little gorgeous children standing in this angelic line, listening to every word that she said. And she'd like step out to go use the restroom. And I swear they could smell the fear. And they just ran everywhere. They were hanging on the bars. The parents were like, what's happening? So... I wanted to learn from Jackie Boer how to basically manage a classroom environment, right? And so I asked her one day, how do you do it? It's magic. She's like, you know, if you're really interested in this stuff, you should maybe think about taking some classes in early childhood education. Boom. I loved it. It was amazing. Went to Riverside City College, started there and was a part of their early childhood studies department and continued on because I wanted to get a bachelor's degree, went to California Baptist University, CBU. So I'm a Lancer, got my bachelor's degree um, and then and got that in like um, human development, which was so fun. Right. Started teaching at the junior college level, got involved in some policy pieces, had uh, a young, wonderful preschooler that I, I could only take so far and um I was having issues and understanding how I could support him better. His family and I sat down and I said, you know, we might have to look for something different because I don't know if there's anything more that I can do. And they said, well, actually, we have this program that we're going to be working with. Would you like to be a part of it? Okay. How do I learn? What is it? It actually was an organization who was going to be supplying applied behavior analysis um, services, ABA services to this young, wonderful gentlemen. And this was like back, this was always back, like 90s. Like, yeah. yeah. So this was before it was really more commonly known. Um, I went through the training. I, I don't know if I really liked it or not. I felt like it might be a little rigid in comparison to like the early childhood piece, but I saw how they could combine together. I was still teaching dance, working my way through college. And um, then in all honesty, got my master's degree. Uh, I, I started teaching at the college level. I started working with families on advocacy and bringing those services into the early childhood setting so that we could do some early intervention um, and decided it was time that I go and really learn about applied behavior analysis, got my BCBA and the importance of a multidisciplinary team approach. And I think hence why I love speech pathologists and occupational therapists and physical therapists and all of those wonderful adaptive PE teachers, all of those different pieces that come together to really meet a child where they're at or the individual now where they're at, because now I get to work with adults too, which was really cool. So I've been going on and on, but I was thinking there was a segue there on how I love speech pathologists and I was going to kind of hand it off to you, Dr. Miller. Okay. 
Thank you. So yes, thank you. And that's a great summary. So hopefully that clears up the history and where you sit now. And I will start, I'll start backwards from you. So I am originally from the East Coast, Pennsylvania, born and raised and went to school, both undergrad and graduate in Philadelphia. And then graduating, um, so I am a speech language pathologist by trade and you need your undergrad and your master's degree in that same profession. So I went straight through and when graduating from LaSalle, um, a good, actually an acquaintance of mine, we weren't even friends, we'd probably hung out less than a handful of times said, have you ever considered moving to San Diego? And I was like, never. Nope. (laughs) Sure didn't. (laughs) So long story short, you can be a travel SLP. And our plan was San Diego, Denver, North Carolina, back to Philly. Never left San Diego is the long story short of that. Almost did. Had everything packed up. I was ready to come back to the East Coast and had somebody coming to pick up my car, had all the boxes. And then I called and I said, I can't do it. I need to stay in San Diego. Got a totally different job, unpacked all of the boxes. So good for you. um, And then starting my career out here, I did um, an SLP in school district, home health, stroke patients, Parkinson's, private clinic, autism, early intervention, and then moving eventually through that into leadership into the organization where um, JJ and I met, and I currently hold a vice president role as well, um, servicing and kind of overseeing SLPs, OTs, and speech pathologists all over our large geographic region. I think the only thing really we missed in the description of what we both do is just the large region that it serves for the individuals that, that we hold, which is all of Southern California. Yeah, I I think that's an important factor. I think the other thing that we missed was neither one of us really described our doctorate journey, oh. right? And that's that's so funny that we both kind of stopped at like, you know, going through our, our for you, your licensing piece, and then for me, my credential, um, which we both have many lovely, I always joke and say we're going for the alphabet, right? Like we have many lovely letters after our names, but I, I know the one that... I feel really proud about is my ed D and I know we, we went through the same program. I think we have to talk about that a little bit. Oh my, well, let me just say that I, (laughs) while you get credit, a lot of credit for getting me through that door, how many times did I call and say, if I don't make it through, you're the reason it's your fault that I'm (laughs) going through this. (laughs) I was actually going to say, Oh, I'm sorry. Keep going. Keep going, please. No, just torturous, that whole thing. And I watched you go through it. I watched, I watched the suffering and I still did it. (laughs) (laughs) I just said to myself, why? Why? Well, because you did it, you're through it. And you know, everything that that holds, right? All of the learning that we did. So I I went through it. What It was only, was it a year or two before you, you started? I finished... October, 2019. And yes. And so I actually, that's interesting because in November, 2019, I had the interview and Mm -hmm. I talked to Dr. Ainsworth. And at that time, the program only, they didn't do rolling admission. So you were accepted in 2019, knowing that you're going to start fall of 2020. Okay. So accepted November, right when you were done and then started in 2020. Nice. Nice. Okay. 
So, and yes, you had seen, you had been a part of my journey because there were, I, I had that, that lag. I had a little bit of lag time. I went through all of my coursework. I wrote for about the first three months and then I got stuck in that perfectionist place where I couldn't move forward. And I I kept thinking, oh, I'm not going to send this to my chair until it's perfect. And my chair, thank God, bless him every day. And I'm so grateful for him. Dr. Phil Penley, Dr. Penley, if you're listening, I love you so much. Um, He was like, we love you so much. You are both of our chairs. Yes. He was like, just send it to me. Just let me see it. Let's get the, let's keep moving through the process. We'll get to perfection. We'll get to what you need. Just let's, let's keep moving. But you helped me because I took that big break and you were like, listen, we got to get you on a schedule. We got to get you done. You kind of gave me that shove to to get through it. But yeah, it's not an easy program for sure. For sure. For sure. Blood, sweat, and tears and more tears and more sweat and lots of writing. Yeah. I had some professors called me tenacious was one of the adjectives that was used (laughs) to describe my behavior um, among some other things because I was determined to get every (laughs) single point available. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I remember those phone calls. I, I'm like, settle for the 98, Miller. Dr. Miller, you can get a 98 out of 100. That's great. Just take that and run. But you were like, oh, no. Oh, no. It like it swallows your soul and it doesn't release you until you're done. And and anybody that asks me, see, if you ask JJ about the doctor, she's going to be like, you can do it. It's, it's worth it. And I'll say that, but first I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to be like, <laughs> buckle up, commit, <laughs> don't look back, be ready to sacrifice because you, you can't do it all. There, It's a ton no. of sacrifice. And I think that's where the pride in all of it comes is just because you're working a full-time job. You have a, a big job, you know, at that point. And, yeah. um, but the program is designed for individuals who are working. So there was a lot of night classes and Saturday classes and hours and hours and hours of writing. But JJ and I did have the same dissertation chair, oh, as she yes. mentioned, Dr. Phil Penley. He's so oh. fantastic. Um, I will let's touch a little bit on the why we went back to school because I think it, at least for me, it's part of the reason why we started the project. And yep. so, looking around and working in what I'll call just the healthcare field, just to be general, whether that's um, just as a speech language pathologist or even in the education setting, a lot of individuals get promoted because they are the best technical person, because they are good at what they do and what they've gone to school for technically. And then they don't have all of that leadership skill set that's necessary to be successful. And you watch that culture grow, and it's not always the best for the organization or the individuals that it's serving. So, through my career and and watching some of that happen and knowing, okay, maybe you have some natural ability, but a formal education will ensure that you're creating a culture that you're proud of and be able to be the type of leader that you want. So in saying all of that, um, JJ and I having the same, you know, foundation and education in that portion makes this project even more fun because a lot of the things we talk about, we agree with, right? We we want, we believe leadership matters. Exactly, exactly. And I think you put it so well, it definitely comes from that place of having more understanding and self-awareness about what leadership skills we had developed over time that we weren't even really conscious of, and then 
where we had opportunities for growth that we could look to others on on how to really cultivate those opportunities as well. And then really just some of the logistics, right? The application. I remember sharing things with you when I was going through the the program because I was just that little bit ahead of you and thinking, oh my gosh, where was this? Back when I had that other team at that other organization, I wish I would have known this. This is so great. How do we share these ideas and these the application of this with other people? And we're all leaders at different times. We definitely are all leaders at different times in different groups. So if you are aware of how to navigate that and and different strategies for it, I think it just makes it so much easier. So that's what we're going to bring you. We're going to bring you whatever you need at whatever capacity you need it in different ways over time. And we're really excited about it. Yes. Yay. Yes. And now they know a little bit more about us. And let me just say, I will take responsibility for shoving you through the door of that wonderful institution that we both did our doctorates at. I love it. And I love to take responsibility for hooking you up with Dr. Pinley, even though I really didn't. I just said he was so fabulous. And then you were like, I must have this gentleman as my dissertation chair. But the rest of it, I mean... Gosh darn it. Don't it, let her fool you, folks. She's been waiting for public acknowledgement of that <laughs> encouragement. And now she has it on a global platform. You know what? You're right. I'm just going to re- hit replay a million times. Or maybe yeah. I can cut this episode and I'll just keep putting it in three or four times. I'll take it. I'll take it. I when I used to call and blame her that I was going through whatever it was because I was turning whatever small situation into like you know, Mount Rushmore. I mean, I was totally over the edge. And she would be like, you'll thank me one day. And I want it in writing. (laughs) Well, it's not today, I would say. (laughs) I'll take it on a podcast instead. That works. Yay. Okay. So hope that helps. And we can't wait to learn more about you and more content coming soon. (laughs) 